0: How's it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host as always Dave. How's it going tonight Dave? Peachy. was oh, pretty good. I said it faster than I was supposed to. It was supposed to be more of a inhale pause. How's it going tonight Dave? Some yeah I expect
1: more of like an iambic pentameter type of cadence mm. and you're just blazing through it. Are you, are you now?
0: on something tonight? <laughs> just amphetamine. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> no, no. Uh, caffeine, I suppose. Um, I've had a fair amount of caffeine recently as an attempt to stay awake for late night support and whatnot. And I'm just really thankful for it. But little side story. I watched a YouTube video where there was a doctor who was talking about a guy who drank two gallons of caffeine to <laughs> stay awake uh, what? for finals prep. And it does all sorts of terrible things to your body at two gallons. <laughs> he he literally had a seizure. Um, he had like five heart attacks <laughs> after he made it to the hospital. His muscles started deteriorating, and like, because I mean, it, what blood wasn't going to them at that point? <laughs> They're like, well, the it- heart needs to go faster. <laughs> there's a whole thing where it like prevents it does something with like your potassium levels or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh it also caffeine like prevents a receptor that would block or uh, stop adrenaline so at like two gallons his um glands were basically pumping out adrenaline as fast as possible and the, the reason he had the heart attacks the cardiac arrests is because um, his heart was beating so fast, it just stopped and instead just shook. (laughs) That was what literally happened in this guy's body.
1: Wow, that's legitimately terrifying. Yeah. so Comedic to think about and out of context, but holy
0: shit. Yeah, so they're just like, you're supposed to have like, I think 400 milligrams is like the maximum you're supposed to have per day. And two gallons as well over that. He had like four pots of coffee. <laughs> so he keeps studying. Don't do One, that. I, I feel like certain things are kind of
1: overemphasized as far as schooling and needing to be the best in a capitalist society,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, especially when it starts to take into your physical welfare. Yeah. But I mean, how many times have you worked on something or just existed but felt bad for not being productive. <laughs> I feel personally attacked all the time. Yeah, It's not just you. It's, <laughs> it's me. It's everybody who's in our field. It's people outside of our field, you know. Hmm. It's wildly we gotta, crazy.
0: We got to work those fields.
1: I was going to make a brief anecdote. Not even an anecdote. A very short story saying that I brewed some. I used the French press this morning to make some coffee.
0: Hmm. It's good stuff.
1: Caffeine can be good for you. And <laughs> can dirty
0: extra dishes, but but that was much a- heavier than that. Oh yeah, yeah. French French press is like like a couple cups of fancy coffee. Like I'm not here to attack coffee. I'm too dependent on it, and I'm afraid it might fight back. Um, but like French press coffee is a luxury. There's a reason coffee is literally a luxury that we're willing to overlook tons of human rights abuses in order to consume, right? <laughs> yeah, just coffee. Uh, yeah, other things too, but what I like is um, my advice.
1: Turning point by you guys has, they have different varieties of French press flavors. But even just going over there for like a, hey, I'm not going to sit down for brunch. I just wanted to go a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. i would drink that for like three days yeah like i would literally let it get room temperature or i put it in the fridge and i would just like take a sip every half hour hour because i i liked it that
0: much have you ever um this is going to degrade the quality of the conversation a little bit but have you ever uh had microwaved coffee like instant coffee like uh reheated in a microwave
1: um yeah i've definitely reheated
0: some stuff because it, it, it's weird. It's like, I personally, I don't mind cold coffee that much because it's just like, oh, it's extra bitter. You know, awesome. I'll, I'll go for it. But um, if you microwave coffee, it like returns it. It removes some of that bitterness and returns it to just heating it up is enough to change the flavor dramatically, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, I just don't feel it ever meets the same as when it was fresh. Yeah. But okay. I also stand by that for everything that you put in the fucking
0: microwave. I think it's like the easiest <laughs> way to heat something up, but goddamn, is it quick! There's just like a microwave meal sort of thing as plastic container. you're <laughs> just like, this is garbage once I put it in the microwave.
1: <laughs> oh, I like to put the little plastic Stouffer's things like right into the oven. Mm-hmm. Just get it just straight to the it. point. <laughs> right. Well, no, I I put a a metallic tray under to catch all of the food ah. that would have run through gotcha and then when it hardens i kind of manually pick out the hard plastic
0: <laughs> just ingesting plastic alongside your meals in support of big oil <laughs>
1: <laughs> not
0: sure how this helps them but okay <laughs> yeah there was a oh, oh to finish that story though the guy uh, ultimately made a recovery i don't know if it was a full recovery or not because he like had muscle atrophy and damaged his kidneys and stuff, but he lived. So we'll see if he makes it to medical school, which is what he was studying for. I'm going to say
1: you can recover from that as somebody who's had some degree of muscular atrophy. Like Mm. I've been in the hospital for, I think my max was three weeks in high school. Yeah. And you don't realize it, but you're just like sitting in a bed and you're not moving around a whole lot. Um, Like once I got out, I'm like, oh, it's Wednesday. Look at a frisbee practice. Yeah, and just like even walking to the car, I'm like, oh shit, these legs haven't been doing too much, and you feel it. But it's something I came back from. I walk normally ish now.
0: Um, Yeah, they they try to get people into physical therapy like really quick. Yeah, if they need to
1: practice for sure
0: after your hospital stays, happens faster than you think. The body, the human body, is very adaptive, and sometimes that that harms us <laughs> it's just like i need to save up pat for winter <laughs> and you're like yeah sure you do <laughs> um, but um yeah i don't know i'm gonna keep drinking coffee but not that much
1: i at some point might not actually physically interrupt the podcast but I'll say like a trigger word to get you on a rant, at which point mm-hmm. that would be my cue to go run over and get some coffee from the right. kitchen. You're just like, so how do you think that
0: relates to Fallout 76? <laughs> just... See ya. <laughs> Is there such a thing as true morality? BRB. <laughs> right. I mean, that would actually, I'd just be like, no. <laughs> Most things are relative. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. But speaking of true morality, Superland, Superland, technically a game. Sup- Supra, Land, Supra. I think Super means something. Possibly. Um, for those who are listening and can't determine what
1: we are saying, it's spelled S-U-P-R-A land. I've been it's calling the- it Superland, but it comes out like Superland all the time.
0: It's and also this- a Toyota and footwear. That's what su- the Supra. Huh,
1: I've never worn a Toyota on my feet. I probably never will. I'm more of That's a fair. Tonka Tough type of shoes <laughs> guy.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining like the plastic trucks, and you just—it's the what were the um, the shoes that had the roller blades, or not the roller blades—the rollers in the back. Heelys, you know Heelys, yeah, yeah. I'm just imagining that it's those, but they're just like. Full on four wheels. Wheels. pocket <laughs> trucks, yeah. <laughs> just, no stability. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Sorry, I totally interrupted you. You're talking about the actual game when I was looking up the definition.
1: No, I should have used that time to grab
0: the coffee. Um, no, that, was, that was a chance. I
1: was going to say Superland is an
0: adventure puzzle game. Yeah. And The puzzle part's not obvious either like it it becomes obvious yes yeah
1: it's more of you're on adventure this is a unity type of game so like the assets aren't super crazy um but a lot of love and creativity is put into this Mm -hmm. but it looks kind of like a kid's game because essentially you are like a little toy piece and like a giant toy box yeah like a Mm -hmm. Like a sand castle type of toy box. Uh, so the design of it is actually pretty cool and fun and gets you in that childlike adventure mindset. But essentially, the plot is kind of simple and bogus. <laughs> um, we start off on this quest to find why the blue pieces, you guys being the red pieces, mm-hmm. why they've stopped your water supply. I don't know what you need water for, being plastic,
0: <laughs> but... Right. Yeah, you're like plastic, almost like Gumby figures. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like uh, like 2D cutouts, almost. Mm -hmm.
1: You kind of like set off on this little adventure. You start off with a wooden sword pretty Mm -hmm. early on.
0: Rapid Um, fire wooden sword.
1: Yeah, you You just just mash that left (laughs) click. There's none of these Minecraft slow swings. Wait for it to charge. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But once you've kind of set out you'll encounter these obstacles saying, hey, you got to to do the thing to go over here. And so Mm -hmm. you start to explore. And as you're exploring, you find, oh, over here there's some money. I can use the money to buy an upgrade, which might help me get to where I need to go. Mm -hmm. Or you'll realize you have like a missing piece of a mechanic you don't have yet. So you kind of explore until you find it.
0: Yeah, It's, it's really in the vein of those like it it reminded me a lot of those old style adventure games where it's just like, Hey, go explore this area. You found a new mechanic or tool or whatever, go to the next area. And like, I don't mean to say that derivatively, it was a breath of fresh air, especially the early game. I really enjoyed having some of those adventure, um, sensations kind of like reawakened because I don't really play adventure games much anymore. Not like actual adventure games. Um, Exploration for exploration's sake, as much.
1: Yeah, I didn't really get that, and since um, Link's Awakening, Mm -hmm. because I got that nice childlike, like I'm just exploring for exploring's sake. Oh yeah, it felt cool to find things and then get upgrades.
0: Yeah, and the upgrades in this are actually like they're they're fairly cool. The game's also very tongue in cheek. There's a bunch of like funny achievements or self referential. Uh, mentions, it's very lighthearted, pretty much, start to finish. Um, But the upgrades, I remember there's an early upgrade where it's just literally like a visible health bar. Before, you just had numbers for your health, Mm -hmm. like a fraction, and now it's just like, oh, now you have a visible health bar. Congratulations. But I was like, it was easy to get. It wasn't like I spent a bunch of money on it. I was just like, oh, that's funny. I'm literally filling out the UI. Yeah. I also like that
1: So in certain town hubs, they'll have these shops, Mm -hmm. which you can use coins to purchase things. Uh, But initially, you can get like a max of 40 gold and certain things cost like, oh, 120. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. as you explore and find these upgrades hidden in chests and these secret areas, you might be like, oh, uh, your max money has been doubled. Yeah. Or you can double it again or double it again. Or you can find things to increase your health, increase your damage. you can also find these barrels, which are physically hidden versus being like stuffed into a chest. Mm -hmm. If you turn that and slam that into the shop, it will unlock another upgrade for you to buy. Yeah. So I think all of those aren't necessarily mandatory for progression. I don't recall.
0: They're not. I I never found all the barrels for the first area. Okay. I was shy of one.
1: one, Yeah. One shy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it felt cool to have that extra bit of tactility. That actually,
0: bit of hands onness makes coins matter, right?
1: Yeah, because you're always kind of like find them laying around, um, and then you can find them in chests, and then also through like a little bit of combat.
0: Yeah, there's actually an upgrade you can find that enables like coin and health drops from enemies. It's it's very. um, I don't know how much we talked about like iterative games in the past or like building mechanics on top of mechanics and things like that. But this is kind of a iterative light style game where they're like, Hey, well, instead of just new tools, you got an upgrade and now something fundamentally works a little bit different in the game. Like now enemies drop money. Uh, your crit chance is higher or you can like break these tombs that are spawning enemies. Uh, um, not tombs. They're wooden crosses. Um, just like little cool interactions with the gameplay that I, I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, I like it. And also, as you get upgrades throughout the game, it encourages you to kind of go back. I definitely miss some things. I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. So I definitely can't secrets. get through here now. I still have to come back. And sometimes I forgot. Other times I was redirected back. I'm like, oh, yeah, the breakable glass. Mm-hmm. And then I curb stomp it, and then I have access to the new area, get a new chest and upgrade
0: yeah mm-hmm. it, it definitely has those uh it's not i don't i guess it's not really a metroidvania it's an adventure game but those metroidvania like moments where it's like here's clearly an obstacle that you will need something to get through come back and, and check this out um and i would i actually wanted to mention real quick for the the buy and the upgrade that increases not to com- continually compare this to Legend of Zelda because they're very different games but that's immediately what I thought of when you mentioned that is like I remember in Ocarina of Time you'd have like a rupee bag that could only hold so much money and you could just not buy expensive things until you got a better bag that would hold additional money um, the same mechanic exactly um, I like just when games have that it. for sure
1: what's weird is like Again, we've played a decent enough of games over our time to where, like, as soon as I saw it, I knew what it was doing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I felt like a lot of the early game, like, oh, gotcha. I 100% knew everything that was going on. I'm like, all right, this is being gated by something else. Mm -hmm. I have an obstacle here. What's missing? I need to find this piece. Oh, this is missing something else. So you can kind of work backwards. So I'll try and approach puzzles the same way. Uh, sometimes I'll just be like, "I don't get it," and <laughs> I'll be stuck. Um, but then when you do figure things out, I'm like, "Yeah, okay, okay yeah, yeah, that's cool."
0: It's it's kind of funny because you mentioned like I don't get it, and with some of the puzzles, and I agree with that entirely. For like the second half of the game, the first half, I was thinking like, "Man, I actually considered like so." um some of my like uh brothers and sisters-in-law really young they play like minecraft they play other games like that i was like would this be a fun adventure game like i don't know if they really played adventure games could this be something i'd recommend in for them seems super age appropriate doesn't really there's nothing bad in here right um i'm well, like I mean, some the of these puzzles it was a little <laughs> right it was a little gratuitous a little bit but other than that um it seemed like oh, you, know, you know, good basic puzzle solving, nothing to like a Talos principle, like brain teaser in like the early half of the game. And then it started to ramp up. And I was like, this might be like the point where they would reach out and look at a walkthrough because I'm considering it now. Mm-hmm. And uh it kind of just continued from there. Um but we should talk about we should talk about some of the uh, mechanics. some of the mechanics, some of the unlocks and things you can play with.
1: Okay, so the sword, you mainly want to left-click and just hit enemies. Right. That's really my advice to anybody who's playing this game, is hit the enemies with your left-click until they die. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. But Dave, I don't like melee combat. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, (laughs) There is a gun that shows up.
0: The first MacGuffin, right?
1: Yes. So throughout the game, you have to find three different MacGuffins, which are kind of more major upgrades. Rather than these minuscule, I have five extra health and one extra damage, which doesn't matter as much. But a lot of these become tools. So, like they with fr- a gun, you can definitely kill enemies. But there are certain things where it needs to—you need to shoot projectile into it to unlock a gate.
0: Yeah, and I do appreciate that the game calls them macguffins. It's like that is what. That's the meta term for what they are, right? It's Oh, it's the plot device, the MacGuffin. <laughs> but they're just like, yeah, no, that's still just what we'll call them. Uh, gun was pretty cool. The gun sees a lot of upgrades um, through course of play. Like eventually you can shoot out um, uh, like orbs and then detonate them with alt fire with beams to cause like radial explosions. And I, I had a lot of fun with that. It felt kind of like playing Quake or like Unreal Tournament. Um, oh, the very first upgrade you get is Speed also. Like that's the one I would recommend. Get that freaking Speed upgrade because you want to move at Doom speeds.
1: Yeah, it feels good when they kind of introduce those little things. Because as hmm. soon as you get like the hey, uh AoE damage. You need to do a puzzle to get out of where you're going. But the next time you see enemies, they have like a bunch clump. They're like, Go yep. fuck up that guy! It's kind of like nudge, nudge. Use that big AOE thing you got, and then you yeah. do, and money shoots out everywhere, and it's really
0: fun. That's the money shot. That's what they call it. That's when you uh, shoot them mm-hmm. and money falls out. Yeah. Um. So that's the. That's like that's a pretty early upgrade. I think like the second thing you get, other than the sword, you never get a shield. I kind of expected there to be a shield. Doesn't happen. Uh, but you get a force cube, the purple um it's basically summon a companion cube
1: yeah it's mainly used to something's like put on a pressure plate like you stay here <laughs> <laughs> i go home <laughs> yeah <laughs> you go that way i'll go home Um, or you can put it under yourself for a height boost yeah or if you're trying to like ascend basically and you can use them in conjunction together or sometimes you just need it to be in a place temporarily you you mm-hmm. only have one at a time. Yeah, so there were times I would put it somewhere, I'm like you hold this here until I get a <laughs> position, okay? And then someone another one. I didn't care where it dropped, mm-hmm. but it disappearing would trigger the event that needed to happen for me to progress.
0: Yeah, like flip in a flip a switch to off, mm-hmm. pressure plate rises, something like that. Um, there's also a beam gun you can use to uh, create a tether which you can kind of like swing with like your dear Tarzan a little bit. Um, or you can connect it between two points. I think it's mostly wooden surfaces. I think it's,
1: well, it's just wood until you get the gold upgrade.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is which just is nice.
1: Golden wood slash <laughs> gold things. Um, yeah. I feel like around that point in the game, it got a little bit fuzzy for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's the puzzles get really kind of abstract. Um, But yeah, that upgrade that upgrades nice because you can create walkable surfaces between two points. You just and it's a literal beam, which is kind of cool. I haven't seen a lot of other games do that, even with a puzzle from a puzzle perspective, create your own walkable surfaces or you can block things with the beam. It's tangible. Um, So one puzzle might have you there's like a laser uh, going to a receptacle and you need to block its flow. Um, So you create a tangible beam up near the laser and then you drop your force cube on top of your tangible beam so that the laser is completely obscured and it's like I like this I like those like kind of little micro interactions those were the puzzles that didn't piss me off
1: <laughs> yeah and it's good because it's encouraging multiple mechanics in conjunction mm-hmm. whereas some games have definitely had the sin of hey here's this one thing all right you're in level two you're ever gonna see that fucking shit again yeah. You're like, oh, okay. But I feel the mark of a good puzzle game will always build on those mechanics. It won't leave something you learn in level two behind in level eight.
0: Yeah. There actually was a reference to that in the game too. Um, I might have missed where, that. Where uh, there's there, there'll be like little NPCs that usually tell you like, hey, you have everything you need to solve this puzzle. Or here's a little hint or something like that. And I got to the point where um, you have like a little it's called a super ball launcher uh, but like these little yellow it's, it's its essentially a tennis ball more or less launcher um, and you can like fire into this receptacle open a door um, but then you need the tennis ball on the other side but if you retrieve the tennis ball the door closes and the guy asks like are you uh, part of the 99% I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> that's not a hit." <laughs> Uh, went back and forth, couldn't really figure it out, and then went back to the guy, and he's like, uh, 99% of players will have forgotten that they could hold doors open with the Force Cube. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yep, (laughs) I am part of the 99%. He got me. Freaking boomed me. So anyways, I got boomed. (laughs) I definitely abused that a little bit,
1: but I did forget sometimes... Because sometimes you're, you're looking directly at a puzzle or a problem, and mm-hmm. you're like, I need to be over there, but this
0: is in the way. Yeah, Stares at it aggressively until a thought pops in. Uh-huh. I think that's that's one of the gripes I have with this game. So this game is like, I'm pretty sure it's overwhelmingly positive on Steam. Really good reviews. Um, I would, I, I think it should probably be positive. If the developers are listening to it, I think you guys did a great job. <laughs> With the game, but there was some minor what? gripes. And one of those was, especially as I get older, if a game doesn't respect my time, I don't respect the game as much. And sometimes I just need a binary state. Do I have everything I need for this puzzle or not? And not like explore everywhere else in the world to find one thing that I need here. Sort of upgrade it's vague but you know what i mean right like sometimes you can you can jank your way through the puzzles too i literally avoided some puzzles or solved them with non-standard basically standing on top of a cube jumping really far triple jumping and like getting extra distance to just cheese my way through sections i was supposed to complete some other way uh because i just had no idea what to do (laughs) for the solution
1: yeah, there's some things that get a little bit vague later on. The one thing that I literally looked up, mm-hmm. not not like there was only one, um, yeah. but the one thing I was just staring at and going back and forth. I'm like, I kind of know what you want, but I don't know what you want. Yeah, and this was the hey, there's there's flies on my crops. You need something bright and purple to take these flies yeah. away. I'm uh-huh. Like, oh, my force cubes purple force cube. They're like. That ain't bright enough. I'm like, well, fuck. I'm out of <laughs> <Yeah>. ideas. <laughs> but apparently you need to go do some other puzzle first. Mm-hmm. Go into a guy's backyard to get a crystal. Then one of the mechanics in the game is having these different key cards, which you yeah. can put in front of a machine. And depending on what you drop into the machine, color that key card for that specific door.
0: Yeah, so you, you can, can color, color a lot of things. Yeah, you
1: can color other items as well. But you need to take this crystal, put it near the coloring machine, put your force cube into the coloring machine.
0: Because it's purple, yeah.
1: But here's the thing. The force cube wasn't bright enough in the fucking first place. Why is this crystal suddenly magically bright and working? (laughs) It was minor things like that where I might have thought of the actual solution, but Mm -hmm. then shot down the idea for another reason. Like, oh, well, that can't be right. Why would that be? And then it was actually the solution
0: when the red herring is just another herring, (laughs) you're just like herring's not going to work here. What are you talking about? (laughs) I do really like the, um, the painting mechanic though. I think one of the first times that comes in, there's like, um, a guy who's trying to get into a temple into Mm -hmm. a church and, uh, you can get like, they, the, 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 like holy people will have halos above them. And, uh, there's like a stone ring next to the shop, quote-unquote, where the guy's like, my stuff's useless, just take it, <laughs> instead of selling it to you. Um, and it's just, like, a stone ring, and, like, I, uh, you can go paint it. And I painted it the wrong color. I think I painted it, like, green or something. And then walked over, and the guy tries to go in the church, and you sit there holding this stone ring above his head, and the guy's like, your holiness isn't the right color. <laughs> you're like, wow, that's one super racist but <laughs> two all right i know what the solution should be
1: one how the fuck did you find green
0: i th- i don't know if it was actually green it might have been white i think it was probably white it was one of the flowers out there okay
1: there is a, a key card somewhere where it's like hey you need a green thing to open this i mm-hmm. never found anything green so that always haunted me yeah the second oh, thing- there,
0: there there is a green thing eventually uh the teleporter transport thing shoots these like short range grenades that you can port to like it's a, a disc teleporter from unreal but those projectiles are green you can just shoot one of those into a painter interesting yeah
1: I guess didn't get that far um but one thing I did like about that little getting into the temple puzzle is mm-hmm. I initially just took the ring off of a statue nearby and I put it over the guy's head and I'm like This is this is it. I'm smart. (laughs) And then the guy said, oh, that's not the right color. But as soon Mm -hmm. as I had that clue, I'm like, oh, okay." Mm -hmm. So I had the paint machine. I knew this guy needed a golden ring. So I went around looking for something yellow and I had that in the back of my mind. Yeah, so they did have certain good intuitive clues to say like, hey, here's where you need to go. And that was a good example of it, at
0: least. Yeah, they just fall out later, like those clues cease to exist. And you have so many mechanics and ways to interact with things. Eventually, you can tether um, this walkable beam. You can tether it to your force cube to send to another surface. And now the world is completely open. Like there's so many things you can access that in conjunction with triple jump and a thing that shoots a projectile you can teleport to and you're like, I don't even know if I need to solve these puzzles anymore. I'm just going to cheese my way through it. Um, The one thing I felt was the most cheesy, but I thought it was a really great addition to the game,
1: is I think it's the second MacGuffin.
0: Hmm. Where essentially, that's the
1: magnetism belt.
0: Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. This is is my favorite in the game, actually.
1: So when you get it, every time you get a MacGuffin, they're like, hey, you're forced to use the MacGuffin to get out of where we now trapped you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i fell in this hole and if you turn on q essentially like lightning shoots around you but it's like this magnetic attraction so anytime yeah. you're near metal you can kind of just ascend right up and move around it and you're kind of if you let go of anything you're just kind of held in place there through yeah. magnetism so essentially all these other things you see now in the world which are just like toys and attractions like a wrench randomly in this giant toy box you're in you now mm-hmm. see as options. You're like, oh, shit, cool. Yeah. So in one of it, the areas you go in, there's like this giant axe. Not not giant axe, a giant uh, simple wood saw. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just scenery, right? But now when I went back, I'm like, oh, this is the only way I can actually get out of there. Is use yeah. the magnetism to go up. And essentially, I was able to go outside on this big cliff area. I did get a screenshot of where I kind of clipped through some stuff. It didn't mm-hmm. break through any floors. It's just the camera itself. But it opened up so much more. And that was a real good feel.
0: That's one of my favorite implemented upgrades um, in the game. Because it doesn't really add complexity to any mechanics. Small metallic objects will follow you. And you'll be able to float around large metallic objects, basically. Uh, but it feels so good. Like a lesser game would have just given you, like, magnetic gloves or something like that and, like, allowed you to climb up surfaces. But this is literally, like, you gain the ability to hover adjacent to anything that's metal, and there's buttons for going up and down, and you can just metal elevator up stuff. It feels really awesome, especially in combat. There's a a hidden, like, uh, wave defense part of the game that I didn't beat (laughs) because it got really hard and i didn't find yeah it said near the start actually there's um a crystal you have to color with a paint tool and then you can open the path to it but uh there's a large metal i think it is a saw actually like in the center of this wave defense thing and one of the strategies is actually just ascend and hover in the air and then use your gun and like fire out these projectiles against the waves of enemies coming at you And it's like, this is an adventure game. That's actually a really cool idea. That's when the game's at its best, is when it's throwing those ideas together and letting you have fun with it.
1: Yeah. There are times you can also just kind of think outside of the box Mm -hmm. where it feels good. And they also don't usually punish you too much. So a lot of times you might like, here's a key item. Literally like a key. And you can take it to where you need to go. But if let's say for some reason you lost it, or you got into like a really dumb place. You're like, oh, it's such a pain. Yeah. Usually, wherever that key item spawned, there would be a button to respawn it. Yeah, So you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know where the fucking box went. New box, and then you try again, which is it's nice very instead much of th- there's one box. It fell down a cliff. You need to go retrieve that one box because it's fairly open world, and those things mm-hmm. can can happen.
0: Oh yeah, and there's a lot of physics involved. Things flying, dropping, sliding. Did you ever shoot oh.
1: anything through a wall, like a battery?
0: Um, I threw an opening, not like... Yeah,
1: not literally through position. a wall,
0: but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, is this the... Uh, this is the Rocket League reference area you're talking about? Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought Did that you- was fun to do. Essentially, if you're holding an item, mm-hmm. you can walk around with anything. And usually depending on how heavy it is, you can't really jump too much. But if you have your gun out, If you left click like to shoot, you essentially shoot whatever you're holding out a little bit based on its weight. But there's a part of the door that needs to be opened for that to happen. The door needs to be powered. So you kind of like look through this window and shoot this battery. It kind of just snaps into place. You're like, ha ha.
0: Yeah. No, it feels really awesome. There's also a a completely optional um, quest, quote unquote, I guess around there. Where there's all these girls that are obsessing over this character who's like Diamond Three mm-hmm. in Super Bowl. It's basically Rocket League. And uh he's like, I if you can find a way to get rid of them, that'd be great. Uh, and then there's this guy who's like, nobody likes me and he's like bronze two or something. <laughs> and the solution to the puzzle is they have these like trophy insignias for diamond three and bronze two in their houses. You just detach them and you switch them, and the girls are just like, "Wait, he's bronze too? Oh, that's lame!" And they just vanish. (laughs) Then they'll appear over at the other guy's house if you place.
1: Yeah, that uh, that took me a little bit, but I did appreciate
0: that. That was one I actually looked up after the fact. I didn't figure it out in the in the game.
1: It's a nice make you think outside of the box because you Mm -hmm. can sometimes just pick up items, and you don't always know if it's going to be used for something. But once that happened, I'm like. Oh, I can... What happens if I move these? Yeah. That just worked.
0: There's also, like... um, There's a cool puzzle next to that where you can use iron anvils to, like, build a chain of lightning to complete circuits. Um, And you have to use, like, a platform that can move back and forth by blocking it to complete the circuit. And there's there's all these aha moments for the well-designed puzzles where you're like, I have all the pieces. I don't need superpowers or items that i'm missing from somewhere else in a giant area and you can just do it and i i i thought about like you can get sponges submerse them in water Mm -hmm. and then they're magnetic they're um they conduct electricity i'm like oh yeah that's smart keeping this pocket that knowledge
1: um jake makes his own superconductor at home (laughs)
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just entirely <laughs> with sponges. But I mean, that's that's really where the, um, where the game excels is when the moment that you reach an area, all of the puzzle pieces for that puzzle are right there. And you're like, all right, let's just apply it. Um, there's one area near the end of the game that I kind of, in general, had gripes with. It's the one where you have to take that crystal and color it, move the bugs, and have them eat all the plants and stuff. Um, in general, I just dislike that area. I think it's probably the weakest one in the game or close to it because there's tons of things to do, but the area is gigantic and you don't know where different mechanics are going to interact and it just feels unfocused because of that to me.
1: Yeah, certain things like that just did not connect as well. Mm-hmm. But other ones seemed fine, and you felt good when you were like, "Oh, I can jump up here to gain access to this, mm-hmm. and just approach things from a different way." Anytime you're gated into a, this is the only possible solution ever. Those can still be pulled off, but it needs to be done in a way where it it feels intuitive, yeah, or clever for solving it. If a puzzle is play tested as someone's like, I don't know what you want me to do here but i understand Mm -hmm. i have to do something and it becomes simply trial and error it doesn't feel good when you've actually figured out the puzzle you're just like it was bound to happen the monkeys and typewriter situation right
0: right yeah like there are cool moments in that area but in general i think i would rather have a gated puzzle where things are just straightforward as to a really vague puzzle where i'm like I know that there's a problem here and I'm going to try to solve it, but actually the solution is hidden behind something else, right? You actually don't have all the pieces you need. That's, that's the most frustrating thing for me. That's what I'm really talking about when I'm talking about respecting your time. If I'm not supposed to try to solve a puzzle immediately, I prefer to know that as the player personally, rather is personal than thinking preference.
1: you can, and you're just like, why is it not working?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Maybe if I time the jump differently, I'll be able to make it across this ledge. No, you need three additional jumps, my friend.
0: Yeah. It's hundred percent that. I actually like I spent way too long in that area because there's a little door I was supposed to open on the side to bring the crystal through with the bugs to eat the carrots and make my escape. I realize listeners are gonna have no idea what I'm talking about. It's oh, terrible. Yeah, the carrot bugs, right? Uh, but I never opened that like that door. I thought I tried and it didn't work, so I didn't like attempt again. Um, and I just I just spent like an hour in the stupid area when the solution was right there, and uh, it just it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth compared to like some of the other great stuff the game does.
1: Yeah. I feel like some of that will always be on the developers for puzzle games. But at the same time, I don't know if you can literally account for everybody. Yeah. Certain things that might be intuitive for me might not be for somebody else and vice versa. Mm-hmm. They might say, "Oh, why didn't you just try this?" I'm like, "Why would you try that?" Oh, I guess that does make sense. Yeah. It depends mm-hmm. on like the different schools of thought.
0: It does it does feel really good to ace a puzzle where you're just like You just go like math mode, analyze the situation, you see the variables and you're like, and I will condense these into the solution, the proper path, implementation, success. And you're just like, I am better than this game. (laughs) Then you get to the next puzzle and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I want to look up a walkthrough. (laughs) I can empathize less with the first sensation and a lot more with the second, but your results may vary.
1: Yeah, there was a, a bonus thing in there too where it directed you to go to a website which was a series of questions i looked yeah, it up yeah. apparently it, it has 92 questions if not more mm-hmm. i think it's just more of a fun hey do you like puzzles and riddles here's this thing which is the more modern version of the impossible quiz good luck
0: yeah yeah it's not prawn i think is what it was called
1: not com. yeah
0: yeah, and I looked at it until I realized it didn't have anything to do with the game. And I was like, oh, this isn't some meta, uh, what's the term? It's not alternate reality. AR? A- yeah, w- well, it is AR, but is it not alternate reality? Maybe it is augmented reality. It's yeah. usually
1: the term for like Google Glass, etc. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, The things Valve does. You guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, It wasn't that. It was just like, here's more puzzles if you felt like them. But the game doesn't tell you that. And it's near an actual puzzle where you need the, the magnetic buckle to solve it. You have to scramble this guy's hard drive with the buckle. Oh. Yeah. Never did that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. This is another puzzle where it's like... Am I meant to solve this now? And you really, really don't know. Um, I'm not a fan of that. But again, I'm not the most puzzle gamey person. I have to play puzzles in a very specific way to really enjoy them to their full effect.
1: Yeah. There's also sometimes just... I know we've already said it, but sometimes it's a little bit vague. Like there's ladies Mm. like, hey, I want you to make my garden pretty. I had flower seeds, I had water, and I had flowers, and I put them around her on the grass. And she's like, "Could you make my garden pretty?" I am like, "What do you want?" And <laughs> so I left because I was getting upset.
0: Yeah, see, that was one I I actually got like immediately because there is little um, the different seeds were had colors that matched the pots. You oh, those are the pots. Seeds. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, and so big squint on that one.
0: So, yeah, I got yeah. that one. But other ones definitely gave me trouble. Um,
1: one of the things and- I... To interrupt entirely.
0: Oh, no, you're good. So I
1: can derail you and possibly get that coffee I keep talking about. Um, <laughs> so as you access electricity mm-hmm. um, and you have the magnetism belt, if you're near something that is electric and you are yourself magnetic, um, I understand in electrical terms this is bullshit, mm-hmm. but you can create a little a chain lightning between yourself yeah, and the your object. conduit. Yes. Yeah. So if you shoot a projectile across that blue line, relatively near, it will shoot a blue projectile. Yep. Which you can use to charge other things or go into a blue receptacle. And I thought that mm. was really cool. Oh yeah. Cause I was like, as soon as I saw something blue, I'm like, I get it. I didn't even yeah. need to make chain lightning. I was like, that's so cool.
0: I think that's probably the mechanic, the game. Like did the best is just different ways you can like recolor any of your projectiles um, in different ways. If they're just physical project like things you can pick up, you can paint them. If they're energy in some way, if you shoot them through an energy beam, it will change the color. Um, so by the time you get to like there's the the personal teleporter thing. It basically shoots out a grenade in like a really short range, and then you can upgrade it for a slightly longer range. Um, as soon as I saw it was green, I was like, ah, any puzzle that involves the color green, this is going to be a component of, um, and I thought that was, that was actually pretty well done. Um, but yeah, I'm less of a fan of the second half of the game. There is, there is a cool segment. Um, did you get to blue kingdom?
1: Yes. And then. You might like this segment, but I was actually going to mention this is something I was not keen on.
0: Yeah, I I, I felt both for a while. I have pros and cons, but I'll let you start
1: Okay, so basically, um, there's this blue guy who keeps harassing you. At a point, you get to the blue kingdom, but he steals all your shit. Like, all of your shit. He steals your double jump. Yes.
0: That's your boy. (laughs) Like,
1: you can't do cube, you can't do beams, you can't jump more than once. You don't have any money. So you're forced to essentially go through this little blue kingdom area, getting pieces of it back. Mm -hmm. But this goes back to the being forced down a linear pathway of, Hey, you need to get five gold to afford this next thing. This is then your next key to get the next thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Literally had to do one after the other. I understand from like a design point, that's much easier to do is to have those gates But it's such a huge pain in the ass. It's like, hey, I have all these cool tools now. And they're like, but what if you just had jump later, Mm -hmm. fucker? And I'm like, oh, okay, nice. I just felt like I was kind of dragging my shoes through the dirt on that one for a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the um, it's a subversion of a really common gaming trope where you start out fully powered like. There's a lot of games like this, but the one that springs Mega to mind Man? for me is Mega Man <laughs> Mega Man's a great example. I was going to say Prototype is also one of them where Prototype 2, I think, you start off and it's just like here's everything, all of the powers, pure destruction, and you lose them all. And then you're building back up to that point. This is the opposite. The Dragon You've... Balls,
1: the dragon balls? <laughs> the,
0: the dragon balls. The Dragon Balls. The Dragon
1: Balls. They just keep scattering uh, everywhere.
0: <laughs> you you, you get all the upgrades at the game, get to the end, and it's like, all right, now that you don't have them, do you still have the situ- situational awareness to slowly get them back? And it doesn't take like a crazy amount of time, but it was slow. And it is an area that's really, um, like you said, linear in what the solution actually is, but it's in an open space. So... I probably wasted time in this area compared to like more concise puzzles. Um, but in the end I felt it was like it was okay. And there was some cool. There was some cool stuff afterwards, but um, you have to go back. And get you, there's literally just enough money in the area and you can't leave this and go back and like farm area for, farm money from enemies. You specifically have to get these items and then buy them back from the blue guy.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know. I understand, like, the the tease of power in some games. It's like, Mm -hmm. hey, here's what late game could be like to kind of, like, whet your appetite. But I think of it more of, if you remember Adam Sandler in 51st Dates. Yeah, Actually, yes. (laughs) All right, here we go. Drew (laughs) Barrymore. So, like, he falls in love with this girl. They have, like, a great time together. But spoilers, she has amnesia. Um, yeah. So, like, the very yeah. next day, he has to essentially start from ground zero to try and win her over again. It mm-hmm. felt like Like I had this deep, committed relationship that they went on a date for a day. And yeah. then it's like, hey, um, that's all gone. So, it felt yeah. more like a, a kneecap and an inconvenience than anything else to me. But still, it was an interesting design choice for sure. Not Not a yeah. bad one. Just wasn't for me.
0: Yeah. I think it could have been... If it happened slightly faster, I probably would have been happier with it. Um, But in the end, that was that was okay. It falls under the second half of the game where everything's a little more a little slower. The puzzles take a bit longer to solve. They feel a little little more contrived. Also, 51st States was really just a worse Groundhog Day, right?
1: Fifty First Dates is more of a comedy. I mean, I know Groundhog Day was a comedy too. That's the thing. It's like it was a romantic comedy. But like at the end of the... I mean, I guess they did both have lessons in the movie. Yeah. I can't really refute your statement with 100% (laughs) accuracy. So
0: (laughs) I prefer Groundhog Day. But you are are correct. (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, I don't know. The game for all of my gripes... I think, given the number of tools they give you, it might have been just taking like a step back and looking at this from a game design standpoint. It might have been an inevitable, inevitable, that inevitable. The turned, inevitable, and inevitable wall that the game turned into a a puzzle genre by the end of it, just because of the number of things they were giving you. This wasn't Legend of Zelda, where it's just like. Here's fifty thousand ways to kill people because <laughs> that game's based on violence. <laughs> um, a lot of the items and things they give you are strictly you know puzzle applicable, and so yeah the combat's what, what...
1: more ancillary where it's like, "Hey, are you in this area? Have you been here for a
0: little bit? I'm guys might try and kill you. Yeah, so enemies will spawn periodically. They do bunch up too. I think, I don't know exactly what the spawning logic is, but the game won't spawn them really close to you. But sometimes I spent like significant amount of time trying to solve a puzzle. And then I went to like the border of that area. And there's just like the gang, the squad has prepared to defeat me. And there's like 20 of these guys start rushing at me. I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is, this is more fun than what I was doing over there. Let's go battle arena.
1: What's also cool, you can get an upgrade for the block to essentially insta give people. Oh, yeah. So you can, like, spawn a block on or in an enemy, and it'll take damage. And I was like, that's cool. Rather, how did it really be, like, cool. a physics thing that was like, ugh, and they get pushed to the side?
0: It, it, it makes me wonder what this game would have been like if it would have kept the adventure focus and just, like, introduced more types of enemies and things like that, because... Or more combat I guess eventually there's guys that will block your attacks or reflect them with shields so you have to do a little like side strafe or maybe you know you drop the block on them you shoot the, the ground near them you just hit them with the sword <laughs> but it starts to feel a little bit like quake when there's a bunch of enemies and they can actually do damage to you um
1: yeah if you stand c- still for like three seconds against a horde of enemies you're dead yeah. But, I mean, you have enough tools with the jumps and stuff to get around. But I do feel that you physically have to
0: move. You do, yeah. I don't know.
1: it's mostly Superland.
0: Yeah, I think overall my impressions with it are good. We spoiled very specific things, but if that doesn't bother you that much because you made it this far and you probably haven't played the game, I would still recommend it on the contingency for the second half of the game if you start getting exhausted, just grab a walkthrough and then resolve not to follow the walkthrough through hundred percent, just fix that one thing, get to the next puzzle. Maybe it'll be better because some of those late game puzzles were still pretty good. Um, they were just interspersed between ones where I was like, I ain't nobody got time for that literally. Right. It was just, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do recommend it. Um, it's unfortunate that uh, I can't get the the soundtrack for it because I think they licensed the music individually, from what I saw online. Interesting. So, if people uh, if the edit goes like I planned, then I guess the trailer music will be what we use for the intro or something. But uh, you can't find the you can't find the OST for it. There was a couple cool tracks I liked in there, though musically the. the the tracks do fit the this kind of micro game, and I love that one of the trailers was. Here are all these other games, bragging about how big their worlds are. It's like Skyrim is this big, and like Oblivion is this big, and like Just Cause is n- nine kilometers, and then it's like Superland, and it zooms in real small, and it's like nine feet by nine feet <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's clever marketing. That is. Yeah, Yeah, overall,
1: definitely a good, fun puzzle and exploration. Doesn't carry through the whole way through the game, but still
0: um, a pickup for sure. It goes on sale. I just pick it up on sale. Um, And hopefully people continue to uh, keep the adventure genre alive. It can't all be survival crafting, right? (laughs) I like those too, but, you know, it's fun to mix it up.
1: Yeah, I'm just waiting for the next Talos principle. Honestly, yeah, I feel like they're destined
0: for a sequel. The second
1: principle, <laughs> Talos's other principle, <laughs> right?
0: That would be the stupidest
1: name they could give that. Talos's what? addendum, right? <laughs> uh.
0: Talos returned to principles. Oof. Got him. Talos right. to the
1: principal's office. <laughs> I'm just going to keep thinking of dumb jokes until we wrap this up.
0: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up. Uh, as always, if you guys think of dumb jokes that you would like <laughs> us to read aloud on the podcast, you can send those in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or you can join the dumb joke discussion at soapstone soapstonepodcast. And we are always happy to hear from people um, or not. It's really up to you. You know, ball's in your court. The Super Bowl is on your side of the field make it to diamond three as always we'll see you in the next one next one